0: A few years later after that, my parents finally went to the temple themselves. Um, I think that was a year after my dad was baptized. They were finally able to go. Me and my brother were finally sealed to my parents. And then a month later, I was sealed to my husband in the Gilbert Temple also.
1: Welcome back to Temple Tours with Jerrica and Kelsey. Today, we are also joined by
2: Elizabeth, who grew up in the temple district we will be discussing today. Our goal is to virtually take you to temples around the world. We discuss the history of each area, little known facts, architectural symbolism, and we'll always include a story from you, our
1: listeners. Today, we are talking about a desert temple with a miraculous cultural celebration story. But before we get to our guest and her story, we need to give you a little bit of a history and discuss the architecture of this temple.
2: Gilbert, Arizona is nicknamed the hay capital of the world. In the middle of the hot Arizona desert thrives dairy farms and alfalfa fields. If you Google search the Gilbert temple on satellite maps, you'll see that as you zoom out, there are green fields dotting the desert. It's absolutely incredible. The temple itself is located across the street from a farmer's field and has a large park nearby. The temple grounds have lush green grass and a variety of trees that add so much green to the contrasting desert. Plans to build the Gilbert Temple were announced on April 26, 2008. This temple site was the last that President Hinckley selected before his passing. The groundbreaking occurred on November 13, 2010 and thousands of people gathered to watch the ceremony. Though Gilbert, Arizona is in the middle of a desert,
1: it does still occasionally get rain. On average, it rains two days out of every month of the year, except for May and June. Those months are particularly dry. When it does rain in Arizona, it tends to pour. And unlike most temples, the Gilbert, Arizona temple is not built on a hill. The property has a lower grade, which puts it at risk of flooding. To prevent this, they built a giant water storage system under the parking lot. Another obstacle that the contractors had to overcome was the unsightly appearance of overhead power lines. Thankfully, they were ultimately able to bury them underground, allowing an unobstructed view of the temple. Thirdly, there is a loud intersection between the temple, farm, park, and an elementary school. To combat the noise, seven inch thick insulated walls were installed. The positive side of this busy intersection is that it allows the temple to be very visible to the neighbors in the community. New technology was used to help the construction of this temple run smoothly. Both computer and 3D printed models were used to help visualize every aspect of the temple before it was built physically.
0: I grew up in what some people would call like a part member family and so my family was really just kind of a mix in that different stages and relationships in the church. And so when I was uh, going to church growing up, I guess there were times when I was a little bit confused and like felt like I was getting mixed signals because at church and in um, the youth groups, they're always talking about the importance of the temple and teaching about it but I really didn't have anybody close to me that had been and so it kind of felt like it wasn't a priority for my family and so for a long time I kind of felt that way as well because I was like oh if my family has it on like it can't be that important right and so when I was in high school is when they started building the Gilbert Temple and all of the youth leaders started talking about how that was going to be our temple they kept saying like this is your temple and I was like what does that mean they started teaching like way more. And um, we got way more involved with the youth and learning about the temple. Like we did a, a huge temple walk where we walked like 15 miles from where we live all the way to the Gilbert Temple in Arizona in the heat. So that was fun.
2: Locals and especially youth were really excited to watch the progress on the Gilbert Temple. It became so common for youth groups to visit the site that they built a viewing platform so that people could better watch the progress over the three and a half years of construction. One ward made a three-day trek to the temple. Many other wards and stakes brought the youth, sometimes with hundreds of kids, to check on the construction of the temple. It is estimated that about 70,000 people came to view the progress of the temple during its construction.
1: When it came to host the Temple Open House, about 400,000 people attended during the month that it was open to the public. 9,312 volunteers helped it run smoothly, and 764 of those volunteers were trained tour guides. The cultural celebration was held on March 1st, 2014. Approximately 12,000 youth performed the celebration themed Live True to the Faith.
0: And then they announced that our stake was gonna be involved in the temple cultural celebration. For anybody that's not familiar with what a cultural celebration is, it happens just before a temple is dedicated usually. And it celebrates not only the temple itself, but it also highlights the local culture and the area, which often has like a huge impact on the temple itself and the design of the temple. So it all gets incorporated into this huge a cultural celebration. My stake was involved in that celebration and there's so much that goes into it. There's like all these singing, there's dancing, costumes, like we had fire dancers and like horses and all this crazy stuff in it. And then of course we're in Arizona so it's hot. I think it was in April or May so it was supposed to be cooler but it was not. It was hot and we were in the middle of a drought and so it never rains here because we're in Arizona, right? So then out of nowhere, the night of this cultural celebration, it just starts pouring. Like it just rained the entire time. But we literally just like went through with it and danced in the rain for a couple of hours. Um, if you've never seen it, I would encourage you to look it up and to watch a part of it. They do cut back and forth. They recorded like a practice session during the day. So some of it's dry, but some of it is like all just in the rain and it's, it's really fun to watch. Someone was telling me that they had to coordinate with someone because we were using a field that was in a park, like across the street from the temple. And so the person that they had coordinated with was just like in awe and they were like, I don't know how this field isn't flooded. Like it should be like full of water. And it just, it wasn't. And we were able to dance in it even though it was raining for like hours. And I've driven past it since then when it rains and it definitely floods. So I have no idea how that happened. Maybe just a little bit of divine intervention there.
2: The temple was dedicated on March 2, 2014 by Thomas S. Monson, who was the prophet at the time. A time capsule was placed and sealed in the cornerstone. In it was laid things that are most important to locals, including a hay hook and alfalfa seeds. A small portion of the dedicatory prayer reads, May this, thy house, be a sanctuary of serenity, a refuge from the storms of life and the noise of the world calling to memory the cultural celebration the night before, when a literal storm soaked youth and spectators. Because of the measures taken during construction, including thick insulation to block the sound of traffic and preparations made for the event of a flash flood, this temple is a literal refuge from the storms and the noise of the world.
0: At that point, I knew that the temple was important. Like, I just had that gut feeling and knew that it was important. But I still didn't understand the why, but I just like felt like I was missing something. So then when I started going to college, I went to the young adult ward here in I guess Tempe Mesa, but I met some amazing friends and most of them were return missionaries. And so they had been to the temple before and they just had this like different, I don't know, like aura about them, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, where there was just something different about them and i was like okay how do i get that like they were just like had this understanding and like they were always i don't know there was just something different about them and i was like what am i missing and so when they talked about the temple and going to the temple they just like sort of glowed and i was like okay i need to get on this (laughs) and so i was like 19 i wasn't going on a mission i wasn't getting married but i went to the temple for my endowment and it i was the first one in my immediate family to go Which was like overwhelming because nobody was there to like show me the way. My best friend was like my escort, they lead you through the temple. And so she was there, and my paternal grandmother was the only other person that had been through the temple. So I had one family member there for my endowment, and that was it. So I felt really alone, but it was honestly like one of the best experiences of my life, like I just knew that I had to go and I knew that I was missing something and I knew that the only place I was gonna find that was in the temple and so I went. Yeah, that was one of the best experiences of my life. And then once I had gone the first time, I just like had to keep going back. I just always wanted to be there. And so with COVID and not being able to go, it's like killing me internally So I'm like, I just wanna be there. But yeah, at the time it was just a very crazy and tumultuous time in my life. And so the temple was like that anchor and like a source of comfort and peace and so I just like always wanted to be there.
1: Before we continue to discuss the symbols found in the Gilbert, Arizona Temple, we would like to remind you that you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Temple Tours Pod. Be sure you're following us for a more visual
2: version of each episode with pictures and videos. When temples are built, local history and symbols are usually considered an important part of the design process. The Gilbert Temple has one main astonishing motif in every single detail, the agave plant. Chief Architect Greg Lamright said, We looked at a number of items that would represent the Southwest here in the desert. We wanted something to represent the living waters of Christ and for the temple to be an oasis in the desert. And being a native here, I've always loved the agave plants and what it does.
1: The agave plant has been used anciently and in the modern world. In 1843, William H. Prescott described this miracle of nature. Its bruised leaves afforded a paste from which paper was manufactured. Its juice was fermented into an intoxicating beverage, of which the natives to this day are extremely fond. Its leaves further supplied an impenetrable thatch for the more humble dwellings.
2: The blue-green desert plant contrasts beautifully with the warm ivory tones throughout the Gilbert Temple. The plant is symmetrical and circular in nature, making it highly useful for adorning the building's stained glass, lobby tile, baptistry ceiling, ceiling room gold leafing, and etched into the beige exterior. There are 50,000 pieces of cut glass in the Gilbert Temple. Architects use various types of wood, including eucalyptus and white oak. Endless rows of succulent leaves are used to represent the sealing power that connects generations of families into the eternities. They are traced along the temple walls both on the interior and exterior. At the center of the temple
1: grounds is a serene waterfall flowing into a series of shallow pools shaded with palm trees. The gentle sounds provide peace in the sacred setting. Isaiah 43, 19 reads, Behold, I will do a new thing. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert.
0: Um, And then finally, a few years later after that, my parents finally went to the temple themselves. Um, I think that was a year after my dad was baptized. They were finally able to go. Me and my brother were finally sealed to my parents. And then a month later, I was (laughs) sealed to my husband in the Gilbert Temple also. And so all of these like huge firsts and experiences happen in the Gilbert temple. So it just really holds like a special place in my heart.
2: (laughs) Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the Gilbert, Arizona temple.
1: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at temple tours pod for more information about this incredible temple. We'll be sharing photos and more throughout this week.
3: Temple Tours is a production of MECO Radio. Jerica Dennison and Kelsey Josie wrote and hosted today's episode. Special thank you to Elizabeth for sharing her story. This episode was produced by Jerica Dennison and I, Alex Williams, edited this program. The music we used includes Where I Find Rest by Sunwash, In the Clouds by Be Still the Earth, Wonderland by Metro, Ray by Kevin Graham, Horizon by Cloud Cover, and After All This Time by Ben Winwood. A full list of sources and credits can be found in the show notes. And we should note, this is not an official podcast of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode.